Steve. Welcome back, mate. Hi, Luke. Yeah, hey. Welcome back. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Uh, just still percolating on some uh, feedback we received last time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, described yeah. as two, yeah. two grumpy men talking about our teams. Well, not just talking about our teams, whinging about yeah. how crap they are. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the... Uh, so thanks, Fred. Look, yeah. take it on board. I'm going to be more positive today. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the image of uh, you know the the two Muppets that sit up at the uh, in, in in the theatre. Uh, I forget Waldorf and uh, I forget the other guy's name, but um, uh, I did make the commitment to you that um, I'd say nothing but uh, positive things about the Eagles, but uh, <laughs> pretty hard after a 171 point loss and a, and a side kicking 200 uh, points. Well, not only that, I, I think it's. I think it's unreasonable to expect that you would say anything positive about it. Because, yes. So, uh, so well, how, how could you? <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's the uh, the old adage: if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So it's going to be a short podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair right. enough. You want to, you want to kick off? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to say, um, following the legal's loss, mate, you should be happy though because they finally you've been calling for a scapegoat and they've got one in their strength and conditioning manager Warren Coford. Leaving the club at the end of the year. Good call, bad call. Uh, great call, Steve. <clears throat> um, yeah, I've been looking for someone to, to pelt rocks out, and I've, I've got my got a person at least. Um, I was a bit worried that nothing was happening. So, um, no, nah, look, it's been three years of absolute misery on the injury front, and um, when you're not performing in a, in a role, then you need to go. So um, I think Will Schofield came out saying he was a bit outraged that... Uh, uh, Warren Coford's been the, the skateboat, but mate, that was five years ago he might have helped you in your career. Times have changed. Need some fresh thinking in there. So, no, no, great call. Happy with it. A few more heads to roll, he's, though. He's been there since 20, 2008, so he's been through some of their good times as well, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, all, all good things come to an end. So, um, yeah, in you know, there is a requirement for some fresh thinking. So, no. Happy that at least that change has, has happened and uh, be interesting to see how much money they might be able to throw at um, Darren Burgess. He's the... Uh, he, he could name his price, I reckon. Two million. Three million. Well, we know yeah. we know Trevor doesn't dig deep so uh, into his pockets, so <laughs> it doesn't. It probably doesn't matter, but... He's, he's sitting on a mountain of money over there, mate. He is. He is. I think we'll get to that. Um, Steve, mate. All your calls about Liam Henry have been completely unfair. He's made it. He is an A-grade star, according to every news article I've read this week. So, good call, bad call. Yes. He's uh, he's uh, he's now uh, set his benchmark and um, ready to reach um, some big heights. Well, I hope he said his look a bad call. Uh, although I hope in in uh, time it'll just be seen as a, a temporarily bad call. He had 32 possessions, uh, and as the, the guru pointed out to us, only four of those were contested. Um, he, So many of his kicks he got in space, and they just chipped it sideways or forward a little bit. Um, so I was amazed, amazed that he had so much of the ball, uh, but I'd, you know, I'd like to see him back it up. He was in the same draft as... Uh, so wrong, and, I, and um, if you compare the, those two from Frio draftees, there's a massive difference in what they produce. So bad, bad call at this stage, Luke. I hope, I really do hope that I'm wrong, and I hope that he continues to to produce on an ongoing basis, but not yet. Yep. All right. Fair enough. All right. One for you, Luke. 
this one's uh, was uh, we made of this one made aware of this one from the guru again. Wimbledon has stated that uh, some of the commentary in this year's tournament will be done by artificial intelligence. Uh, so, uh, if Channel 7 and Fox Footy introduced an, an uh, artificial tele- intelligence commentator for their footy coverage, um, it would be better than 80% of the human commentators. Good call, bad call. Oh, this is another great call from you, Steve. This is two in a row. You're on a roll. Um, no, no, I, I, there is there are some commentators I, I cringe at. You know, that Dermy's one, um, Kelly Underwood, uh, Richo. It, they're just horrible and just dribble absolute nonsense um so i actually don't know how that's how it's going to play out i just you know i can't imagine um you know how they're going to incorporate it into the commentary so uh, watching with interest um but you know you know i don't know from a football sense whether they would whether a robot or a machine would uh understand the sort of the, the feel of the game as such or you know sense some momentum shifts or um yeah, just some yeah, of the things that but, you sort of yeah. you, you pick up uh, as a you know as you're watching it or um, viewing it as a hu- as a human. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've had the misfortune of listening to tennis on the radio, and it's unbelievably confusing because it's they'll try and keep up with the play. So forehand, forehand to the to the off court, for, backhand, backhand, and you think, what the hell's going on here? So they could they could probably do that well, but. When it's on TV, they don't even say hardly say anything because you, know, you just they just they just talk about the background of what's going on, yeah, yeah. And some yep. of the trends and that. So I, I think it might be okay for the uh, for the radio, uh, but maybe not not TV. Um, yeah, I, I find that the footy commentary is the AFL commentary is really bad compared to to cricket. I think cricket commentary and insights and stuff that they produce is, is quite a bit generally quite a bit better. Mm. So a follow up question to you then: Who's your favourite all time AFL commentators and why? Mm, good, good question. Um, probably have to just go with with Dennis. Um, I grew up with the voice of oh, Dennis, God. so yeah. yeah um, uh, just some of his sayings have still stuck stuck with time. Um, I just yeah think he, he uh, very distinctive voice, and you know, I think I'll get a bit of flack for this, but I thought I thought Bruce did a pretty good job as well. Jesus, uh, Luke, I can't agree with that, mate. Okay. I thought Bruce was shocking. Yeah, he was in love with certain players, and I, I and I thought I thought Dennis actually in the end he was he, he was he was into it too much into himself and his own PR. Um, I used to I used to think Dennis was good when he was on the ABC, and mm. then he, and when he went to seven, I think he I think he got carried away with himself. However, having said that, having said that, um, Darren Dazza he also said. Uh, um, that um, Dennis is one of his favourites. Yeah, well, so maybe, you, I'm, maybe you, I'm wrong, mate. Maybe you throw. Maybe it, well, let's reverse the question on to you then, mate. Who, who are you calling out? Uh, I, I, I actually, I, I think some of the some of the radio comment, commentators are great, and the ABC team, Clint Wilden, Corbin Middlemass, and um, I think that team. I think they're really good. I, I, special comments. Have you ever heard Adam Ramanowskis with his comments on the ABC radio? No, uh, yeah. I think he's great. Okay. Yeah. He's, I think he's. I think he's good personally. Um, going back, mate, I'm showing my age here. I'm showing my age, but uh, Drew Morfitt, I used to love <clears> him. Yeah, no, yeah. And if I want to go way back, if you click on, if you Google Lou Richards' 19, well, 1979 Grand Final, watch that. You can hear his iconic voice. Just the tone of his voice mm. was something that I always loved. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, different people like different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I got some other suggestions here as well. Um, 
Alison Mitchell for, in cricket. So that was from Rick. And his wife, Melissa, she's, she was saying, Isa, Isa Gua. I don't know if you've come yeah, across her. Yeah, she's she's good. Yeah, she's actually um, pretty good. I, yeah. I, I think she is too. I'd I mean, say I'd say I'd say Richo is at the bottom of my my pile. So he's on the uh, the worst commentators because he's special <laughs> comments, but uh, special is the key word there. He's terrible. Not that long ago, he was, he was he was saying, "My mate tipped all nine when there was a the, the um, did you get that? Did you hear yeah, that yeah. one when tip, they had tip, the um, when they had the draw? Tipped all nine. The yeah, they, you got pulled up on that the one. Others, the, the others are just having a crack at him. It was, it was hilarious. But uh, <clears throat> um, so, what are the so what are some of the worst, mate? What are some of the worst ones you've heard? Yeah, so I think uh, Richo is is way up there. Richo. Um, Drew Banfield. I don't know if you ever heard Drew Banfield try to be a, a boundary uh, rider. He was absolutely. <laughs> Uh, horrible. Um, Kelly Underwood is Good pretty bad. I, she she tends to shout quite a bit and try to replicate sort of Hutto and, and uh, Bruce McAvaney. Yeah. Um, and look, BT, he's, he's not my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> no, nah, I'm with you on that one. The worst one for me was the... Is Mark, was a cricket one. That's Mark Nicholas. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I could not stand him on the cricket. Someone had hit a four, and the best he could do is, "Oh, what a great shot!" And I said, "Mate, I can see that myself." <laughs> he had no insight at all, and I just he just annoyed the crap out of me. So I, I could never, I could never, I could never stand him at all. Um, yeah. So uh, not 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 some of my not not one of my favourites. Another yeah. one. Someone's called out. Uh, we got here. I'm just trying to look back. Uh, I'm just trying to look at who else they picked up. Uh, I'll, come, I'll come to it later anyway. Yeah. Uh, Brayshaw. They reckon they yeah, have Brayshaw. They, they not, 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 not a big fan of Brayshaw in the uh, in the cricket. I think he does cricket and footy. Yeah, he does. It's a bit of both. Rick, Rick wasn't too happy with him. So anyway, uh, yeah. Yep. So I think that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and and and, and I and I'm, this one's a little bit controversial because a lot of people don't like him. But I always thought Ian Chappell was good because he would he would give insight into what he think was going, what thinking was behind different decisions made and stuff like that. And I I always thought that was quite. I always yeah. thought, oh, wow, I used, to, I used to learn stuff from listening to him. But uh, a lot of people don't agree with me because they don't like Ian Chappell. Well, but, just uh, a, yeah, personal personal taste. All right, that's, that's that's it. good good it's topic. I like it. Reference. Great topic. <laughs> Um, I got, I got, I got one from the guru. I got one from the guru, Steve. Go for it. Go for it. Yep. And this is directly at you. Steve is slowly coming to the realization that the Jackson trade wasn't terrible. Good call, bad call. Oh, bad, bad call, bad call. It's, it's still a, it's still a poor trade. They've given up too much, too much salary cap space, too many draft picks for a player they don't need. So they could have, they could have had those picks to, to keep refreshing their list with good. Uh, good young talent coming through, and uh, maybe you know kept the backup ruckman that they had in Meek, uh, or even though he's having a pretty bad, mm. pretty bad time of it, I think over there. But no, bad call, okay. bad call. Yep. Uh, I, I don't, I still don't think it's a good. Uh, oh no, and uh, look, I, I admit that um, Jackson's had a couple of good weeks, but um, more a couple of good. He hasn't had a bad year actually so far, but still, they just paid way too much in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, uh, one for you, Luke. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, this one's from Tom, Tom Atkinson, so I've stolen this one. There is no good reason West Coast aren't paying over their soft cap. They have the money and nothing else to do with it. Good call, bad call. Great call. 
Three, 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 yep. three good calls, Steve. Um, no, I mean, what are they doing? It they've they've um, built a new facility and they've got that all um, up and running for now for a few years. Um, what is what what is the point of just sitting on a, a nest of money? I don't I don't really understand. Um, and it's not like they're investing back into the AFLW program because that's a basket case as well. Um, or their waffle um, team. So, um, yeah, very, very confusing around what they're doing with that money. Mate, are they, are they all on, on, on meth or something over there? What's, what's going on? You know, seriously, they've gone to pot. <laughs> well, Trev's, Trev's the godfather, I, I, so just, just you know, be, you care, what, be careful what you're saying, on. mate. He's the godfather. <laughs> I might get, I might get hit. You, you might get whacked. I might get whacked, um, but I All guess right. it's a good segue. So his continued absence. I know he appeared. Uh, at, he got stopped at the airport the other day. But his his continued absence and I guess genuine silence throughout this year has been one of the more extremely poor demonstrations of leadership from an organisation. Good call, bad call. Uh, great call. I, I, it's unbelievable that he hasn't. He's, he's not coming out almost weekly and sort of talking about. Where they're going, their, their strategy, their support, why they support Simpson, to hear nothing is just absolutely ridiculous. I, I don't get it, and mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't understand why someone with his experience isn't actually saying more, uh, isn't out there a lot more. Uh, it's not like he's a novice who's sort of not that much of the club. He's been there for a long time, mm-hmm. so I just, I, I do not get it, and I, I think it's, it's one of the mysteries and head scratches for me this year that what's going on with with him in particular. Mm. The only thing I can think of is that his position is under uh, a lot more scrutiny and he doesn't want to, um, you know, he's, he's not very secure in his role um, and, and coming out and saying some things is going to end up with egg on his face. But I think by not coming out, he's made it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he's the head of the organisation. Yep. Yep. But enough, enough said. Agree. <laughs> All you right, got, mate. You got any more? I got. I have got. I have got another one, mate, for you. Um, it's a cricket one, though. I'm sorry. Cricket. Cricket philosophy. Cricket philosophy. It follows my one of a couple of weeks back. Green should be dropped. His shot to get out was <laughs> terrible. Left Australia probably 50, 60 runs short of where they should have been, and he's just not producing enough. Good call, bad call. Yeah, good call. I think. Um, yeah, his batting's not up to scratch, and he's not really bowling all too much in in games either. So, um, getting, getting, getting a week or two here and there, but not yeah, that much. not that much, not regularly. Um, you, you, as we sort of talked about in last week's episode, probably better off going with Mitch Marsh in terms of um, a yeah. bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, he seems to be in career best form with his batting, um, and can. Um, relief through some, um, you know, bowling as well. So, yeah, and I think it's probably, um, you know, one more poor innings away from probably becoming a bit of a reality. Mm, absolutely. All right. That's 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 it for me for uh, right. call back. All, All right. right. What about what caught your eye? What caught my eye? Well, actually, <laughs> something that caught my eye. Just a couple, a couple of things. First of all, the Crows. I thought their performance uh, against Collingwood and that. Astonishing comeback! I thought that was amazing. Given I, I, the, I, Collingwood are my sort of favourites for the flag, and I think that they're, I think they're a great side. They got every, a lot, every, a lot. They're doing a lot right, but I just thought the Crows' performance was incredible. So just, uh, and, just back onto Collingwood just for one second. So one of my um, good mates is a mm, Pie sure. supporter, and he yep. is certain they will not win the flag because they do not have a genuine key forward. 
Wow, really? Yeah, and you know, what do you what do you think? Well, um, well, all I can say is that yeah, fair enough. But they've got some good small and mid-sized forwards down there, and I think that I think the the way that they play the game with their they've got you know the other the midfield running in there, kicking a few goals as well. They they, they don't have any trouble scoring. So and and they're doing it under pressure as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, and big games. So uh, look, maybe maybe he's right. I, I, actually, is it'd be good. It'd be interesting an exercise to go through and see how many of the premiers over the past sort of you know thirty forty years have won the flag without a key forward, without a without a yeah, dominant key forward. Um, I know the uh, who did the Eagles have in two thousand and six? Who was their key so forward? So they had uh, Quinn and Lynch. You wouldn't say that. Genuine A grader, but he kicked sixty-five yeah, yeah. goals that year. So yeah, yeah, um, standards, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he was. Yeah, he, but you wouldn't say he wasn't a dominant. As you say, he wasn't a dominant key forward, but he was. He was a presence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's a good. It's an interesting one. It'd be yeah. worth going. Look, maybe I'll have a look at that throughout the um, throughout the week and just sort of come back with a with a response. But mm, um, mm. yeah, no, no that, 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 that look, that's interesting. But uh, I still think they've got. They've got so many options down there, yep. you know, um, yep. and, and, for goal kickers. Yeah, and, and sorry, back yep. to your uh, your point on, on Adelaide. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying that you say, you're saying they, you know, there's questions marks over the midfield, mm. but I just see that they've got a, they've got a, I think they've got a really good coaching team and that support staff uh, is, is first rate and they should have beaten, apart from a, a disgraceful umpiring decision, they should have won that game. Which well, would have been the, something else. I mean, that's the second game this year they pushed Collingwood right down to the the wire, and they've yeah. um, lost a, a couple other sort of close games as well after yeah. being in front. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Interesting. yeah. So, I mean, they they've lost a couple. Of, you know, they've they've been beaten away a fair bit, but mm. still, um, I don't know. I just think they're they're set for a for a a, a period of contending. Yeah. So there's a couple of things um, that caught my eye, Steve, and then I'll yeah, jump back to you. It. So the first one on our very first podcast, there were articles about Gondi, the the great combo that was going to exist at Melbourne and and dominate the competition okay. this year. And I'm standing by the comments, uh, particularly after what I witnessed in that Geelong Melbourne game. I don't think it's working. You've taken Gorn away from his strengths um, and impacting all over the ground. Grundy is mm-hmm. not a good forward. He's not agile, um, not cumbersome, and it's probably going to be the undoing of the D's at yeah. the end of the season because it's you. You've got two dominant ruckmen that are not um, really being able to play to their strengths. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you called it first up before. I think one game was played, mm-hmm. and now they. I know. I, I, and as the season's gone on, we sort of. I've, I, I hear commentators saying a couple of weeks ago when they beat um, the Pies, which kind of I think you expected there was a bit of injury, there was a bit of illness at the Pies and that sort of stuff. A couple of outs through suspension, I think, if I remember rightly, and they said, "Oh, they're, they're Premiership's favourites." Yeah. And I just thought, "No way! I, I just don't see it. Their, their performances have been up and down, not just not convincing." Um, I know I picked them last week to beat Geelong. That's only because I thought Geelong were falling off, but I, you know, I still don't. I still don't rate them that highly, uh, even if they had won that game. I, I just, I think they're well behind um, Port and Collingwood at this point, anyway. And yep, it's not working. Hasn't they're not dominating the games as people sort of predicted. So yeah, good call by mm, you. Yep. And um, the other thing, um, we've been huge on transparency of injury lists on this uh, podcast, and there's going to be a change next year. So AFL is actually mandating that clubs 
have weeks to be listed. So it's a small step because we'll probably still have Nick Nat as six to eight weeks away every week, but um, <laughs> there's, some, there's some small steps. But uh, I did see during the week that there's actually a front runner uh, of how to actually do this. So North Melbourne published their injury list with a breakdown of their squad's availability each round and the stats on what was actually soft tissue versus collision versus, you know, other uh, injuries. And that level of sort of transparency, you know, as a fan, that's incredible because, um, you know, you talked about Warren Coford being the scapegoat. What if that sort of breakdown really showed that they weren't soft tissues, that the majority were collision, unavoidable um, uh, injuries? Uh, so people would go, well, it's not the sports and science um, department's problem. It's just, you know, we are having a bit of bad luck or there's other thing, training techniques that we need to practice that's going to, you know, s- stop people's ankles getting rolled or whatever it might be. But... Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's a, I've seen how to, how clubs should do it, and I'm looking forward to others following suit. Yeah, good on them because I tell you what, they can't buy a game. Um, there, I read, I read that I was reading their their sort of wins for the last three years, and it's it's, it's diabolical. But uh, at least they at least they're leading the way in transparency yeah, yeah, around injuries. Yeah, yeah. Anything else caught your eye? All right. No, no, I got some oh. more stuff that uh, plays into that, but nothing yeah. nothing uh, for that one, Luke. Well, I've got no, I've got nothing for clickbait because I've clicked on all the, I've clicked on all the junk that the West has produced this week, uh, including the uh, the using of a, a quote from a nut job, a nut job um, fan to boycott the first quarter. But um, what I will say is, when did articles becoming based on people's random tweets on Twitter or Facebook actually become news? Um, the West is actually, yeah. you know, it's absolute garbage. They the articles are around fans outrage and you look at it it's like a couple of people's tweets on on twitter you know like it's not news come on um no it, 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 it's amazing and they're using those as you say not only is it it's, they're using it for big articles like yeah. headlines yeah, as well yeah. it's like god can't you can't you haven't you got any journalists over there yeah. to, that can write your own stuff and to sort of do some interviews or just to have a bit of an in-depth analysis yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, it was one of the things that really I couldn't believe it actually. Um, yeah, they're outscoring, outsourcing their creative to someone who who is this person, you know? Um, and boycott the first quarter. Like, why? What's the point of that? You know? <laughs> what, 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 what what do you what's the what's the outcome that you want to see from at least have a at least have a uh, at least have a, a list of demands? <laughs> Oh, imagine, but, uh, imagine walking into the stadium and you're already fifty points down at quarter time. Yeah, great. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> at least, at least be there when it's nil all. What a numpty! What a numpty! Yeah. All right. So I did. I did got a couple for you. Yeah. Um, first one, Perth. Now they came up with. Uh, the headline: Brutal Swans mock Eagles on social media. And I looked, I had a look at the article, and basically, I don't think the Swans even mentioned the Eagles. They just mentioned that they'd, they'd uh, cracked mm. 200, and they listed themselves long, long, uh, alongside uh, three batsmen who'd made double centuries. Steve, that was it. That was the that was the ex- that was the extent of the mocking. It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal, mate. <laughs> so I, I thought that was ridiculous. And the other one was um, bloody Tim Gossage again. Tim Sausage. Uh, Trevor Nisbet is one of the best CEOs, and he, as evidence, he said, "Look, hundred thousand members and fifty grand in the bank. 
Mate, I reckon if I was CEO, they, they could have 100,000 members waiting in the wings. They've got a, a captive audience in the first time in a mad, pretty mad state, and uh, the, the money flows from that. So I just don't, you know, it, it, you've, got a, you've got to base it on the performance, you know, the, the, the sort of more recent performance as well. And um, I, I, I think he's... I think he's on bark up the wrong tree there. Surely his KPIs are not just financially driven. So if that, that's what Tim Sausage is referring to, then um, yes, Trevor ticks all those boxes. But surely um, with the footy department that reports into the CEO, there is some KPIs around performance there. So, um, well, which is a yeah. massive fail and. Um, we're not just talking about the AFL men's competition. The AFLW team has been an absolute disaster, as has been the waffle alignment, which Trevor has overseen. So um, Tim Sausage has got his... Uh, he's on the payroll or, or something else is going on there. And, and Colin Middlebass was on um, uh, Outsiders. I think you sent me a clip. Oh, no, I had a look at that clip of what he was saying. Offsiders, I beg your pardon, on, on ABC. And... Um, he, he made all the little points we were talking about a couple of weeks ago that um, they have, uh, they're never going to suffer financially, no matter, almost no matter how badly they go. Mm. It'll take years and years of being near the bottom for people to drop off because they know that if they lose their, give up their membership, they yep. can't get it back. Yep. So they're not going to give up their seat. Even if they don't turn up, they're still paying their membership, which means the money's still rolling in. Yep. So um, and you, you and I already discussed that. But um, yeah, so um, yeah. Tim, you're, 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 uh, you got that one wrong, mate, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, all right. All right. If then? If then, let's go for all it. Right. All right. If people... Right, I go first? Oh, you go first. Right. Yeah, you go first. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, this is uh, following last night, but also a bit more generally. If there's no Martin, then no Richmond. Put a line through them for 2023. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think that's um, a, a good call. I think when Dimmer stepped away and there was going to be interim coach, uh, you sort of go, the, the writing's on the wall there. They had the spike of um, someone new coming in. Um, Tom Lynch is out as well, another big blow. So, yeah, I, I think um, Richmond will be doing a bit of a rebuild um, after Koch and Rewalt uh, Martin uh, are phased out. And Dylan Grimes, who's another important cog in their team. Yeah. I've got a follow-up question for you. Has there ever been a team so reliant on one player for their success as Richmond has been on Martin in the history of AFL that you've sort of seen? Nick Natanui? <laughs> he wasn't there. They won a flag without him. He wasn't even there. Yeah, fair call. Anyway. <laughs> fair call. Fair call. Good one. You got me there. Um, uh, Sean Darcy? I, I Sean Darcy? I'm talking about success. I'm talking yeah, about yeah, success. No. Like, I'm talking about... I don't, I, I don't, I don't think they would have won... Um, the, uh, that Geelong game in particular without him um, out Definitely there. Definitely wouldn't have won that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, he's just they, been, he's been exceptional yeah. exceptional in finals and, yeah. and big games. So yeah, that's I just a think fair he's, call. He's, 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 I think he's, uh, if anyone can, anyone's got any others, but I, I, I can't think of another one that, and you'd have to go right right back to times we, didn't, we don't really know about, I guess, to, to maybe find another one. But he's been, without him, I, I'm not sure... Like the one, the year the Eagles won the flag, I think he was injured in that prelim where they yeah, lost he was. to Collingwood. Wasn't he was, he? Yep. Yeah. yep, he was. So, um, so you know, and you know, with his brilliant performances in grand finals, maybe he's underrated as a player. I don't know. I just think that that to what he's done is that yeah. when you look back now, is, is absolutely amazing. And yeah. um, without him, 
I don't know how many flag friction would have won in that period. I anyway. reckon. I reckon this is a challenge to the guru, and I reckon he's going to uh, yes. come up with some something. some basketball or, or uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady in the NFL. If people were calling calling for Gary Rohan or Rowan to be suspended for bumping his own teammate, then let's make sure that the accidental eye gouge after the high five or the forceful bum slap is also really condoned by the uh, match review panel. Yeah, yeah, I, I really like that, and I, I think that um, this is the this is the issue when you start saying a football field is a workplace because. It opens up a whole can of worms, mm. and I saw, I saw yesterday uh, in the um, last night on the game between um, Richmond and the Lions, uh, uh, someone someone came in to tackle a player and ran into the into the hip and, and ended up with on the ground. I think he was unconscious, and I thought the, the guy with the ball did nothing there; mm. he, he really did nothing, and yet. Um, <laughs> Who knows what will happen out of that? Because uh, you know the, the tackle ended up with a concussion in that case. So what do you do in that situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a real different, it's a real difficult one for the AFL. I don't know how they're going to manage it, but um, yeah, the the teammate they, one. <laughs> let's just put a, a line. The teammate that. one is, yeah. is, is is weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So here's one for you, Luke. If St Kilda are playing West Coast Eagles and Melbourne are playing uh, Richmond. No, they can't, Melbourne can't be playing. Richmond, no. Richmond played last night. No, they're not. They're playing. Who are they playing? Hawks? No. Oh, hang on a sec. Uh, they, they could be playing North Melbourne. North Melbourne, are they? Maybe. Oh. Okay. So, but it's, oh, anyway, if St Kilda are playing West Coast, just because they get, yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then Rick's top four is set. Call has to be put on hold for another week because. Uh, St Kilda will probably win that game and get a good percentage boost and they're still in it even though my call that they were a chance to make the top four is looks a bit sick now because Melbourne they, are, they've really been Melbourne crap. are playing GWS ah oh, GWS okay so well they're well they're not they're not completely over the line against GWS so yeah Melbourne are you know you never know they could lose and um and, and St Kilda you'd expect them to win although I, I see that uh, Ross Lyon is saying well be wary of the uh, be wary of the Eagles this week. Yeah, no, uh, no, of course he is. Conference. Of course he is. Um, no, I think uh, there'll be a, a big percentage boost, but um, no, I think the top four is set. You do? Yeah, even despite this okay. game, this round, the top four at the end of the year will be the, the top four that it is now. And guess who Brisbane, after winning by 80 points last night, guess who they got next week, if you're thinking they're percentage uh, boost? <laughs> at the Gabba. Oh, God, oh yeah, dear. At the Gabba. Yeah, Could be 300 yeah. points, Steve. Oh, look, they, they are a different team up there. And, um, yeah, that, 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 oh, I'd, I'd hate to see if the Eagles get another couple of injuries this week or something. Yeah. Like going with even so a little cool. more depleted. Yeah. Um, yuck. Um, yuck. So, Steve, if you wanted to own stocks in a newspaper, then the West is your rag. Sales and clicks must be through the roof this week. Yeah. Uh, Would they love nothing more than a premiership for a WA side and a WA side being a basket case? Like, is it? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> both in the same year, they'd be having all games. Oh. Over there, mate. <laughs> 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 yeah, that'd, that'd be a dream for them. Oh, they, 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 they love, they love jumping on and off, don't they? Yeah. Uh, whenever they, whenever they can. Yeah, it's, it's they. I used to quite like their, their, their sort of. Their football commentary and that, but no, it's, it's just it's gone it's gone worse. It's, it's hard. It's a it's a it's a bit of a gossip column. 
It is. It is now. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's really click, it's really clickbait stuff. Yeah. We should get rid of this tag and just put the West from the West. Because, um... <laughs> yeah. All right. One for you, Luke. If Essendon take the same attitude and commitment to the Port game as they did last week against Frio, then the Eagles losing margin of last week might be under threat. <laughs> <laughs> well, tongue in cheek, but boy, they were they lacked. They lacked intensity in that game against Frio. And it's a bit of a trend because last night the same thing happened. Uh, Richmond were appalling against uh, against Brisbane. Um, and then, of course, we had the Frio GWS game, which was the same. It's a weird situation where teams aren't just not turning up. What's your take on it? Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll come back to that point in just a moment. I'll tell you what, though. There will be some very nervous Port fans if they don't perform this week. Because that would be the second time they got absolutely drubbed last time they played at the MCG. If they lose another game at the MCG, yeah. all kinds yeah. of uh, heat will come onto them, yeah. and uh, we know where the big dance is played. So, yeah, yeah they want they want to perform there. Um, it becomes psychological too, doesn't it? Yeah. Then because you think about it uh, before you go into the game, and yeah, yeah. I don't, in terms yeah. of teams turning up, I don't. I, yeah. There's just been some really bad examples of teams that should be switched on and contending. Yeah. Just absolutely absent. Not, I'm not talking about the Eagles or North Melbourne, who you kind of expect because of where they're at. I'm talking about teams that are supposed to be contending or just outside the eight. Well, it was a bit really like not, Frio really the not. week before, right? So, well, um, that's right. Frio yeah. against GWS, yeah. um, as, as I said. And um, uh, there was this week's uh, Essendon against Frio. That was, it was similar. You know, mm. It was just... Um, it's almost like know, it's, it's when, th- when things get too, a bit too hard, they just sort of just... Yeah, yeah, let it go. Yeah. Um, Anyway, on the the West theme, if there is truly someone from the West listening to our podcast and taking our content, then you've been warned there's going to be some outrageous content moving forward with not an ounce of truth attached. So careful what you grab for clicks. Um, they won't stop them. <laughs> I'm referencing the uh, the Where's Nizzy, uh, which is very close to my Where's Trevor, and the the and the picture of was of uh, Nizzy as Where's Wally, which I uh, was talking about. So um, be careful, yeah, yeah, yeah. be careful, the guru, if you're the source of uh, if you're leaking information <laughs> to the West. <laughs> yeah, good one, Luke. All right, crystal ball. Uh... Oh, geez, mine was appalling last week. So I said if it's wet, Frio will lose. It wasn't wet, that wet anyway. So I, I got a sort of pass mark on that one. I said Melbourne would end the Geelong's finals. I hope that didn't happen. Um, but I did sort of say I still wouldn't be convinced by Melbourne, and I'm still not. Um, here, here you go, Luke. Eagles to make a Hail Mary offer to Brian Cook to come back as CEO. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, great. Just the old, 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 uh, old, old. Blood coming back, great. That's exactly what they need. He's done. A, he's done good for Carlton as well, hasn't he? Um, That's right. Yeah. No, nah, I think he has at least put some stability there, um, mate. For me, I. Who knows what's going to happen if there's another flogging for the Eagles? Um, the lack of action and just coming up with the stock standard responses um, this week is ridiculous. But Luke Shuey has assured that there will be a response, so we'll see. But. In other news, I'm sniffing a, a huge upset. Yeah. I'm suggesting that the Gold Coast, and I've tipped it, the Gold Coast are going to beat the Pies. Stewie Jew is going to be memorialised in a statue and re-signed for 20 years on the back end of all the kudos that the Melbourne media will give him after that well, win. 
I hope he doesn't get too excited. He might end up with a heart attack. Yeah, but he'll be he'll be uh, the the great messiah this week, and then they'll lose next week, and um, they'll be jumping yeah. back on to Damien Hardwick getting the job. But I think Gold Coast up there um, mm. just might do a job on the pies. If they're not playing at home, though, are they? They're playing. Is that, well, is that Heritage Bank Stadium? Is that the new name for their ground? I think that's the new name. I think that's the new name. Yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that they've, they've kind of shown signs, and they've done well. They did really well in those games in, again up at um, in Darwin. Um, so obviously, a little bit of different human atmosphere. Human atmosphere taxes the other teams a bit more. So, mm-hmm. but but they got you know um, they are interesting. Good call. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I. The, uh, the other, the, the, actually, one, the other one that is interesting, as you as you pointed out, is the Essendon and Port Adelaide game, because Essendon, you'd think they would also respond after such a crap performance, and Port Adelaide did have that that performance you talked about, so that that was one I was also going to raise mm-hmm. as being one of interest. Uh, and um, yeah, the other the other ones are pretty look pretty straightforward to me. Um, I, I guess the, the next week Carlton will be. Um, Everyone will be saying, "Oh, they're back! They're a chance for the finals." Just because they who they got, they got bloody um, Hawthorne. <laughs> uh, so we'll see if that gets any traction. Yeah, it's a, it is a pretty even ladder at the moment. Mm. So in terms of uh, from about fourth down to thirteenth, um, fourteenth. Mm. So no, it's going to be going to be interesting. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Luke. We'll see you next time. See ya. Get on TV, I wanna get 10 goals in the winning